welcome home. This is Audio EXP for the 18th of June 2022 and the title of this episode is Ego, Ethics and Money in Tabletop Gaming. BRW Games is in the spotlight this month as voted for by patrons. I have flung questions over to BRW but only recently. Yeah it's my fault. It's squeaky bum time again, yet again on whether we're racing month end to get the interview out. I can tell you now, so I will, that BRW Games still make first edition D&D content. Titles like The Golden Scroll of Justice, first published in 2015, are a silver bestseller at DriveThruRPG. And silver bestsellers give me the first link to the topics I've been thinking about this week. Money, and from that, ethics. Last week, I mentioned how the Embracer Group, owners of Asmodee, Edge, Fantasy Flight, Dark Horse and many computer game studios closely associated with geek culture had sold chunks of itself to Saudi Arabia's Savvy Gaming Group. Savvy isn't a private company, not cleanly, it's an extension of the country's rulership and it's a country with horrible human rights records. Cultural differences, yes, but also moral and ethical ones for me. And I wasn't alone. Others complained. Now Embracer has shared a long statement that doesn't really say much at all. It boils down to their claims that they're still calling the shots, did the deal because they thought it was the right thing to do, and insist they're not going to be the baddies now. Hasbro is also trying to move on. Last week I reported on the company's victory in the boardroom battle against investors who wanted Wizards of the Coast spun off so that something could be sold. The argument made by some investors is that Watsy is trading at about a 75% discount because it's coupled with Hasbro. And Hasbro's new boss is Wizards of the Coast's old boss. The toy maker has announced an investor's day is coming and in which they will insist they will listen, uh, that's the olive branch, and then they will detail a new strategy which basically reveals they're going back to doing what they wanted to do all along. So what is Hasbro's new strategy? Essentially, it's fewer big projects, but doing them better. And that means, and this is a bit that interests many geeks, making sure that the gaming range is fully supported. So that's a quick audio EXP style recap of the ethics and money from two huge companies. But let's layer in some ego. Go small to a privately run gaming studio. Let's go to Apotheos Studio, the people behind Battle of the Bards and Red Opera. The CEO has stepped down after many people stepped forward with stories and screen grabs of evidence showing him being an absolute horror. He is Jameson Stone and he's married to the TTRPG celeb Satine Phoenix. Both have now lost influencer gigs and other deals. Satine has released a statement to say that she was wrong to empower Jamieson's bullying and she knows what she needs to do now. However, there are also these screenshots that seem incredible, but might not be, revealing that Jamieson is all about protecting Satine. I suspect he doesn't mean to protect her emotionally from the abuse that the couple are getting from an angry internet, but to protect her reputation as a charismatic, friendly and attractive RPG celeb. Others point out that Jamieson Stone still owns Apotheosis. I know neither, but I find the whole drama incredibly uncomfortable. For a start, Jamieson Stone is a physically intimidating man 
who is now revealed to be quick and cruel with emotional abuse. What pressure is Satine under? Is she enabling, empowering, or even egging Stone on? Or is she caught? Is she at risk? Who knows? And if so many people have had such terrible experiences, then why did it take this long to come to light? Was everyone that scared? I'm not saying the evidence is faked. I'm saying that I'm frustrated it wasn't rumbled earlier. But, and here's a gotcha, I also get why people want to be professional and not necessarily bang a public drum when they don't get on well with somebody in the industry. It causes ripples. Mark Reinhagen created Vampire the Masquerade and is about to launch a Kickstarter for his new 5e project. That's called Badlander and you can get a free preview from Geek Native. The Kickstarter is due about now. Lost Thorn Games, that's the company publishing Badlander, felt they had to or wanted to support an employee and their emotional journey. They too had had a horrible experience with Jameson, so Lost Thorn published it. I imagine the whole drama is eating into everyone's time. And in a fluke of timing, I also have a story of the likely D&D alignment of your average American. It's neutral good, according to YouGov US. YouGov is a professional postal service, and they questioned thousands of Americans about this. About 13% of Americans are true neutral, and about 1% neutral evil, and another 1% chaotic evil. And I think that's scary high. What does that mean for the number of straight-up evil people attending Gen Con? Oh well, I hope to be wrong. I may be wrong on DMPCs. Ben and the genre police published In Defense of the Monster and argue that a correctly run DMPC can be good. I disagree, because if handled right, a DMPC is an NPC. But a DMPC isn't a question of ethics. It's just a matter of making it work. And making it work brings me back to money. Funko bought Mondo. You'll know Funko. They make models, especially those cool Funko Pops. And if I ask, do you need another Funko Pop? You might imagine the challenge ahead for them. Mondo was a pretty cool company that sells posters and art designed records. It got into board games too, but it's owned by a cinema chain. As all theatres have, the Alamo Draft House chain has had a rough lockdown. I think they've sold Mondo for the money, getting rid of a successful but hard to run side business to help support the main one. And I think Funko has bought Mondo to try and do more than just those pops. It could work, but it will require effort. I think the next money story is less necessary, but it is an equal measure. It'll work with effort. Backerkit has launched a Kickstarter arrival called Crowdfunding by Backerkit. I don't think they'll be kicked out of the Kickstarter ecosystem. If I was running a Kickstarter though, I might be less keen to use Backerkit to help manage my campaign or promote it, because I now know they have money invested in taking market share off Kickstarter. Don't they want Kickstarter to fail for their new crowdfunding alternative to grow? I might be being paranoid and cynical, and big publishers from the RPG space like Frosthaven's parent company, and Monty Cook Games, and Tuesday Night Games, and Ninth Level Press, and Roll and Play Press, Restoration Games, and even Exalted Funeral have all signed up. And Backerkit knows about advertising campaigns, so soon we might see many Facebook ads drawing our attention to their service. 
There's one more Kickstarter story this week, and it's firmly in the topic of ego, ethics and money. It's maybe a little ego and a little money, but it's mainly ethics. Philip Reed, that's the same person behind all those Morkborg Kickstarters, and who was the CEO at Steve Jackson Games, has also been appointed to the crowdfunding platform's Community Advisory Council. And that's the council announced in response to the backlash against Kickstarter's desire to decentralise on a blockchain. People didn't like the blockchain technology ethics, or the technology partner Kickstarter had picked for it, and they were even more worried that this might open the door to the likes of NFTs. Since then, Kickstarter has taken a relatively straightforward anti-NFT stance. Now, one more bit of news before we get onto the freebies and bundles. The UK Games Expo wrapped, and with it we had the UK GE 2022 Awards. You can see the winners on the blog and the link to that from the show notes and the transcript. But Twilight 2000 from Free League won the Judges Award for the Best RPG, and Shiver, the horror from Parable Games, won the People's Award. Two freebies of note are both from Modiphius. One is the Fallout Quick Start, and that's for the Fallout TTRPG and the starter set which was recently announced. The other, out in time to support the Discovery Campaign Guide for Star Trek Adventures, is the sixth missions brief. That's called Psychic Incursions, and yes, has some missions around the telepaths we encounter in Star Trek. I found two bundle deals worthy of your time this week too. One is from the Bundle of Holding and Fat Goblins. It's called Planners, and has a load of DMGM tools in it. The other is from Capcom and Humble, which has Monster Hunter, Devil May Cry, and other computer game deals. And on that note, let's wrap there. Enjoy your games, and I will see you next week.